Walter. This is One Black Woman with Wanda Means. I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Black Woman. I have been out for a couple of weeks, worried about my son getting evacuated from Embry-Riddle. Yesterday we got an email saying the campus has been closed for seven days. Can you imagine? He's only been in school a week <laughs> and a half and he's already got his first spring break. That's pretty nice. But he is, he is in the hot zone. <laughs> he is in the hot zone. And yes, I'm a little worried about him. And I saw the traffic leaving Florida and it was horrendous. He finally got to North Carolina at three in the morning and he texted us that he's okay. But I mean, you don't know where this hurricane's going. Is no. it going to go to, um, I mean, is it going to go to North Carolina? I mean, I just saw just now come through that Georgia is in a state of emergency. I'm like, Why? My brothers were in Hurricane Harvey last week. Luckily, nothing happened to them, but they had friends with massive devastation. This is really hard for me to understand these hurricanes. I mean, I mean, I guess they're blaming global warming. I don't know. What do I know? What I mean, what? it is a little bit weird though. It's like end, end, end days type stuff. It kind of freaks me out. It seems like there's been way more hurricanes than usual. Right, and well, and and you know, there's these tremendous fires in the gorge of Oregon. Yes. So you know, d- it's like doomsday shit. I mean, like, is is the Bible right? You know? I hope not. <laughs> for, for about that, anyway. I mean, we've got great floods and fires are going to destroy the earth. I mean, didn't Nostradamus? P- um, predict all this stuff. Do you remember Nostradamus? Absolutely. That was a fascinating guy. And some of the shit he said was true. Totally true. Or predicted happened. I was like, okay, so maybe we are doomed. I don't know, but we're living in little old Dallas. So what the hell's going to happen to us in Dallas? We're all going to have a heat stroke? I don't know. <laughs> so I am... I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40. Um, I have been working relentlessly on my book, and I finally submitted it to agents because apparently you need an agent before you can get a publisher. And I'm already getting rejection letters. Isn't that awesome? Really? Yeah. Apparently, the woman that wrote the help, she got 59 rejections. I've already had two, so I feel like I have 57 more to go. Yeah, you got a few to go. So anyone who listens to the show and is a publisher and editor, feel free to email me. I will predict you don't have that many rejections. Um, well, you know, apparently I'm too raw and too in your face. But I mean, I know it's that's what's why we have free speech. I yeah yeah. Well, mine is free speech with a vagina. I don't know. Maybe people <laughs> aren't ready for that. So this week's um, pedophile report. Let's get it out of the way because I know how much you love. Oh, thank it. you so much for starting with that. I was going to ask. I know. So I've got a couple of them actually. One of my friends posts on Facebook about it, back to Oregon. Little kids are going for five thousand dollars a night. Can you imagine oh. five grand? Five grand a night for a kid. So for basically someone's soul and innocence. So and I think all right, that's that's a lot of money. So apparently these guys are you know they're at least they're not cheap fuckers. They're just fuckers. They're just yeah. They're sick fucks. They're just not fucker not cheap. So they can afford to be total assholes. So then I, I get this, and then and I have friends all the time that send me stuff. And the next story I'm going to tell you even is even more gut wrenching. But I think to myself, we sit here and we post all these stories to all of our friends on Facebook. And I think about what about the molestation that's going on in our homes at our next door neighbor's house, you know, that no one will ever talk about. And maybe someday the kid will come clean and tell their mom and she'll believe him or she won't believe him. But, you know, no one wants to talk about that. I mean, it's still the most silent crime in America and it goes unreported. And yes, we do see these stories and they are atrocious. Um, Thinking that a 
you would charge $5,000 a night. So I will say my stepfather did pay for my college education. So that was thirty grand. So at $5,000 a night, that's six nights. He's probably not paid up. But yeah, he's not paid up. Yeah. Because I did give more than six nights yeah. of free blowjobs. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, I need a little bit more money. Yeah. So you're owed. You're owed. I, I am. Owed. <laughs> but I'll never forget what my mother said. He paid for your college education. Oh my god! I just, I just want to fucking slap her. So, Amber alerts. You know, an Amber alert comes when a child's abducted, missing child, missing yeah. child, and you know that started because of a child that was abducted in Arlington. And mm-hmm. if you don't, if you listen to my all two people that listen to my podcast, you don't know where Arlington is. It is in Dallas. It's a suburb, and she was abducted and then murdered, and then of course they started the Amber Alert. So I'll, this happened in 1995 or six. I can't remember. And I'll never forget sitting with my mom. I was in my mid twenties, and she looks at me and she goes, "I just can't believe that this happens." Really? Really? What kind of monster? I kid you not. This is my mother talking to me. What kind of monster would do that to a little girl? So I'm sitting here thinking... Like the one that she married? Yeah, like the one that you're sitting across dinner from every night. He didn't kill me. Well, yeah. Thanks, Jim, for not killing me. I do appreciate that. And thank you to my mother for not drawing me a birth. She did stick with me. At least she didn't leave me like my dad. And we'll get into that in a minute. So I'm thinking to myself, how fucked up are you as a woman to sit there and look at from an outsider's point of view and rationally all human beings think oh my god who could do that to a child and never mind what went on in your own home yes she's hardly in a position to point a finger i mean hardly and she's sitting there telling this to me so i just think you know we sit and we read all these stories and we post them on facebook and i'm like and then people comment about them, but I really want to know which of these people are totally lying and are doing it to their own kid. Just fess up, or for God's sake, just stop. Give the kid a break. So my next story is about a hockey player, and you know hockey's very near and dear to me because I play, and both of my boys play. Yep. Richard made the hockey team for Embry-Riddle. All right. First game's Friday night, but they won't be playing. They will not be there, yeah. Won't be I said, could you please give me a schedule? Because I am going to come out. But you know, when, you know, when it's not, you know, when if the rink is actually there. Right. They play. <laughs> if it's you not know, ravaged. So I went over the schedule and one of the schools they play is Florida State. You know, that's like a huge football school. Yeah. But apparently their hockey team sucks. Oh, it's, good. It's D3. <laughs> not sucks, but you know, just obviously they're not known for their hockey. So... This hockey player, he's 38 years old. They found him dead in his hotel room over a heroin overdose. Back in the day, well, he's 38, so 15 years prior, he was nominated for the best collegiate player in college, which is huge. So the kid was great. So turns out he was sexually abused by his coach. Coach took him under his wing, said how great he is. How, how, do you, how much do you love being told how great you are? It's nice. So he believes everything this guy says. And so from 13 on, the man rapes him. And so he's coaching him and he's believing everything he's saying and he's raping him at the same time. So this poor man who's now dead had a three-year-old child. The child had texted him and said, Daddy, please come home. Please get better. I'm going to tell you as a survivor of this, 
this lives with you forever. You cannot get past this. Never goes away. I mean, it doesn't go away. Yes, I can go on. I can live my life. I can raise my children. I can be a good mom. I could do all these things. But, you know, they all go up to their dad and I'm alone and I'm looking at the bottom of another bottle and it's it, it's real. So no matter how overachieving I am, how successful I am, I still have very dark moments. So this is what his wife, his long-term girlfriend was saying. He had very dark demons that he couldn't get rid of. And he ended up ODing on opiate, on heroin. So there again, child abuse, opiate addiction. Please, for the love of whomever you worship, stop abusing your children, your stepchildren, the children you coach, the children in your parish. Just stop. Because the long-term ramifications of your behavior, of your choices, it affects so many. And it just doesn't go away. So this guy, as successful as he was on the ice, and as, and he played for the hurricane, so he is, he's a Stanley Cup. He won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's a big deal. But he couldn't let the thoughts in his head go away, and they ultimately killed him. Yeah. <sighs> Got to get off my. And I'm sure this is a fairly common story when it comes it's to. It's very common substance abuse in relation to. And he never wanted to talk about it. And so, guess now that he's dead, guess who gets off scot free because they don't have a witness anymore. The rapist. The rapist. His yeah. name is Robert Richardson. Pay attention. He lives in Boston in a condo in Massachusetts. So if you know good old Bob, <laughs> be sure and go knock on his door and say, "Way to go, Bob." Robert Richardson's like my boys, Robert Richardson. I was thinking that same I mean, thing. I can't, <laughs> like it's like I a combination can't, of your I two can't, sons. I know, right? I can't. And look at his picture. He looks like a fucking pedophile. Let me it see. Just, it's so, makes me, I'll show it to you in break. Oh, okay. It just upsets me. I'm sorry. I just, this guy was an amazing hockey player. He had gifts. We're, we're at 10 minutes. I just want to let you know. What? You always got to cut me off. I'm sorry. I know. I I no, you can keep, keep rolling. I, don't I know. So anyways, I'm going to be talking about other lighthearted things. I know I had to go off on my soapbox. I do have one more soapbox to go off on. I'm happy my son is safe. If you know any agents, please help me. I need someone for my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret. That's my new book title. Did I tell you that? You did tell me that. Okay, you're giving me the pinky penis. We have to cut bait. What shall we talk about next? More on Come As You Are, that book, that fascinating book I've been reading about us and our bodies. I'm Wanta Means. I'm One Blood Woman. More of One Blunt Woman with Wanda Memes is next. And all I remember is your back Walking towards the airport Leaving us all in your path Well, I guess we're getting a little depressed today in this show. <laughs> it's a little somber. Usually it we have our upbeat 80s tunes. I know, but, you know, I pulled a real dick move yesterday. You know what that song's about, right? When your dad leaves you because mm-hmm. you're not good enough, makes you feel worthless. So, you know, it's applicable. You know, we talked about the abuse of me, the sexual, and that's one thing to get through, you know. But You've people, talked about that since your very first episode. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know how much you love to talk about that. But, you know, it's, it's not just that. It's like the dad leaving. That didn't help things. No. You know? It's one thing if you're abused and your parents go, oh, my God, let me protect you. No, I didn't get that. That's, this is why we drink wine on the show. I know. But, you know, 
I've talked about, you know, sexual abuse, you know, addictions, the ad- adverse childhood experiences. Remember my score is a 6 out of a 10. I failed a test that I should that's really technically passing with flying kites. So, speaking of kites, I went um kite surfing yesterday. Yeah, you've turned into something like an adventurer in the last couple of weeks. I think I have to. <laughs> I have to stick with my overachieving mode because remember I said there's two roads we take down as as a people of abuse. You either become an overachiever like me or you become, you know, a meth addict prostitute. Yep. So I, I, I've never been paid for sex, although I do like sex. <laughs> we could get into my sex thing. So I went kite surfing and it's fucking hard. That doesn't surprise me. That, that... Okay, literally, Why'd you think it would be easy? <laughs> it took me off, and the guy's like, "Want to let go? You have to let go of the strap thing so the kite will drop. Otherwise, you guys want you could have ended up in those trees over there. I, I really don't want to end up in the trees, but you know, I like trying new adventures. Yeah, did you end up in the water? No, because we did first day's land. Next week we're doing water. Oh, I gotcha. God, I think I'm a nut job. You got to be able to control <laughs> the damn kite thing i mean it's it's not like flying a kite when you're a kid no the thing is like 18 square meters it's yeah. huge anyways it was a lot of fun i learned a lot about myself that i'm a total bitch and don't like anyone telling me what to do even if you're an expert and i'm an idiot that's, that's not all didn't you do like wakeboarding or something also oh no i went surfing that's right yeah, Surf, yeah, yeah. uh surfing behind a, a lake boat. last week with um my ex you know who's on again off again three and a half years of this shit how much longer is this gonna go on so we just decided we just enjoy hanging out. So. I have a strong feeling it's going to go on forever. I don't know. It's just on and off. When it's on, it's fun. When it's off, it sucks. You know what? But then again, I don't want to meet anyone else because what What are my choices? To meet a guy who lies to me about how divorced he is on a scale of one to ten. That's you know, true. You've seen a lot of those. That, you think I want to date that shit anymore? Probably not. No, don't. Okay, so um, the dick move that I did yesterday, why am I such an asshole? I just... I think the pain's still there. So yesterday, I my, think so. Yeah, yesterday was my dad's birthday. Mm. Yeah. So what does one to do? Get hammered. That's no. what I would do. <laughs> so I post a picture of when I was a baby of him holding me with my mom and my brothers and sisters. The only family picture we've ever had. And I said, "Happy birthday from your sweet family that you left forty-eight years right. ago." Is that bad? No. It was on Facebook. I because I get your dark sense of humor. So. Yeah, I know. So then my uncle immediately texted me. Well, that was over the top, Wanda. I go, uh, leaving your family isn't. So I think he's mad at me. But he did tell me I need to stop spewing venom. I think I do need to stop spewing venom. But that's what you have. That's what this is for. I, I know. I went to a spiritual healer yesterday. Have you ever been to one? I have not. Where they just kind of almost exercise the demons that are inside you. A spiritual healer. That didn't work. Did you feel any different afterwards? No, because I sit and post (laughs) that shit on Facebook. I sit and cry and say, oh my God, why am I... Whatever. Don't feel sorry for me, please. I'm a big girl. I don't need anyone feeling sorry for me. Look at those people in Houston. I did donate money. And Stephanie, uh, who is a... What's her podcast name? Total Disclosure with Stephanie Total Disclosure. She's one of my tenants, and she said, Wanda, I'm donating stuff. Her her entire small town in Houston was demolished. So I said, what can I donate? And I went to Home Depot. I bought a bunch of crap, cleaning shit, you know, stuff that they need. I mean, mask. The mask alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, God, those are expensive, too. So I bought a bunch of that crap, and then I go, what else do you need? Well, we need backpacks. So I go home, and I said, oh, my kids have backpacks they don't use anymore. Found one or two? <laughs> No, I found 30. <laughs> this is embarrassing for me. That's a lot of backpacks. 
soccer, volleyball, track, hockey, you name it, they need a backpack. Every occasion for, you need a new, new And backpack. of course all these teams, all these fucking travel teams make you shell out this money. Oh, but with it, you get a backpack with the team logo and their number on it. So all, so now all those team logos with all their numbers, they're all in South Texas to the poorest people I have ever seen because Stephanie sent me a bunch of pictures. She she rented a U-Haul or some sort of big, huge truck, drove down there, and handed out all this stuff to these people. I couldn't be more proud that of her. That is very impressive. And then she sent pictures to me, and she asked me if I could go, and I couldn't because, of course, you know, at hockey, you yeah. know, you know, I got, I, I can't just leave my kids. No, no, no. You have I a mean, busy lifestyle. I know, and I want to help, but so I, but then I'm embarrassed at how much I have for my kids. <laughs> you didn't even realize. It's embarrassing. Stop buying your kids shit. Give it to people who need it. They don't need another fucking backpack. But you know they appreciate it. Whatever. <laughs> so then I give money. You know, I gave money. I gave money to a church. I know you probably find that hard to believe. Because every time you give money, like, do you know the CEO of Goodwill makes millions of dollars? So why are we going to donate to him? It's like 20 cents of every dollar gets actually donated to those who help. Salvation Army. Seriously? Yes. Salvation that Army. Fucked. Do you know how much that CEO makes? No idea. $13,000 a year. Okay. See, so that's a good cause. So donate to the Salvation yes. Army because that guy doesn't make shit. No, that he, guy's the real deal. He's the real. He. I mean, I am sorry. I am sick and tired of donating, and I don't know where it goes. I think it. it someone's getting rich off of it. We used to donate to Goodwill all the time when when little Richard was little. He would say, "Why do we always have to give stuff to Will? Who is Will?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You're so cute." Anyway, I always just assumed it ended up where it was supposed to be. No, it doesn't. Someone's getting rich off of us, Kevin. I don't know. It's not me. So the healer kind of healed me. She didn't. I still am spewing venom. You know, whatever. Can we talk about something not so fucking heavy? By all means. Okay. Well, kite surfing wasn't heavy, but, you know. No, technically it was heavy. (laughs) Quite literally. (laughs) It was quite literally heavy. It literally picked me up, and I almost ended up in a bunch of trees. Okay, so I don't know if I can do that again. That poor instructor, he was so patient with me. I was such a bitch to him. And I didn't mean to be, but I think I was just so scared. Maybe we just need to conquer our fears. Maybe that's why I'm trying all this. I don't care how old you are. Go out and do something that conquers your fears. I have a huge fear of height. Huge. So now you got to jump out of a plane. No. You know what? Honestly, I'd rather just have sex on a plane. It's probably way more up my alley. You ever done that? I have not. Well, so when Randy and I went to um, uh, Scotland last year, I said, I really want to join the Mile High Club. And he's like, I don't think so, Wanda. Well, he's like a big guy, right? He's a big guy. So I go in the bathroom. I go, yeah, this isn't happening. (laughs) (laughs) A, it's tiny. And B, it's fucking foul. It's gross. It's disgusting. I'm not joining it. So whatever. So come as you are. I've talked about this book. It's about maximizing your sexual potential. We talked about this in the podcast last week. Talked about that last week, yep. And, okay, the so one of the biggest things that she talks about in this book is unlearning what you have learned. And I talked about this. So, unlearning what? Have we been taught anything about our vagina? No. All we are taught is culture's view of how we should abstain, stay away from it, don't look at it, don't talk about it, don't... I'm sorry, but that is not how it works. And so this one psychologist, I got to find my paperwork. I've got some, look at all this paperwork I have here. She says, she's a Canadian sex researcher. Her name is Robin Milhausen. And she says, we are raising women to be sexually dysfunctional. 
with all the no messages we're giving them about diseases and shame and fear. And then as soon as they're 18, they're supposed to be sexual rock stars, multi-orgasmic and totally uninhibited. She says, this doesn't make any sense to me. None of the things we do in our society prepares women for any of this. So we say, don't touch, don't look at, you know, men are the power, women aren't. Don't look at yourself. It's okay for a boy to masturbate, for a girl, don't do anything. And all of a sudden you turn 18 and now you got to be a woman. But what have we been taught our whole life? We have to unlearn. I have to unlearn that it's not normal to give a blowjob at eight years old. It's not normal to do sexual favors for people in return for, I don't know, a backpack that I wanted. That's not normal. No. My mother never once talked to me about sex. And she had five husbands. My, my parents never did either. I'm guessing she had sex at least five times. I, I learned everything on my own. What? <laughs> she had sex at least five times. I had to learn everything on my own growing up. But I think we mouth. should it's talk hard, to our kids for, about this. And God, I mean, I don't know what's worse. A hurricane hitting uh, Houston or my daughters. They're fucking hurricanes in their high school. God, high school sucks. Yeah, high school sucks. Well, God, they're know, assholes. Fun, but yeah, a lot of assholes. They get out of the car because I haven't been on since they've started school. They won't get out at the same time. What? Why? One will get out. Because they don't want to walk in together? Right. Yeah. <laughs> one's a freshman, one's a sophomore. One will get out, and the other will just be sitting there, and I go, I want to leave. I want to get out of this carpool lane. Get out of the fucking car. Oh, and they're so close in age, too. It's not like a huge gap. No, it's a year. Yeah. And, they, and then they go, well, Mom, I know you had to drop Lizzie off at the gym so she could drop off her field hockey stuff, but could you drop me off at the front door? I go, no, walk around the fucking building. Yeah, walk in. Go in a different entrance if you want. And don't wonder I'm crazy. I remember kind of feeling that way in high school, though, but we never went to that extreme. But my brother was younger than me by about three years. Did your mother ever tell you to have the fucking car? <laughs> no. <laughs> Those are words I utter almost every day. And <laughs> it wasn't until I was about 18 that we all started throwing F-bombs around all the time. I'm like, God, they, they just want to be like, I'm not going to walk with her. Whatever. So back to your vagina. And the way we need to unlearn it. I think this woman's book is fascinating. Remember, we had talked about brakes and accelerators. We all have a brake. We have an accelerator. It's what we think. You know, remember the, the pink Viagra pill where it's just a placebo. So it's, for women, it's all about what's in the mind, not what, what we need physically. So a brake is obviously something that stops you and an accelerator is something that keeps you going. So we can't think about what we're making for dinner when we're having sex. Right. We have to really get into the moment. Can we please get into the moment? I, I mean, I will tell you, I know this is fucked up, but I'll be having sex and I'll be thinking about the molester on top of me. I got to tell you, that kills it. Yeah. And so this guy, I could see where that could totally kill the vibe. So this guy... This 38-year-old hockey player, he could not get those thoughts out of his mind. And no matter how successful he was, the thoughts overtake you. And this is the problem. And the drugs aren't going to help either. These thoughts overtake us. We are taught shame and fear and everything else. And somehow I have managed to have a very healthy and prolific sex life. I don't know how because I know a lot of women can't after being abused. But I'm going to tell you, it's about what you think. It's about what you feel. And you have to somehow block it all out. Because if you don't block it out... It's going to interrupt you. It's going to interrupt your ability to actually enjoy yourself. Listen, I'm no self-help person. I, I, I try to live my life by the 80-20 rule. I'm going to be normal 80% of the time. I'm going to allow myself to be crazy 20% of the time. 80% of the, si- the time, I'm going to be a good mom. 20% of the time, I'm going to be wild Wanda. And I really don't mix the two. 
We need to unlearn what we've been taught. Our culture has really fucked us over the years, no doubt. I want you to stop what you're doing and look at your vagina. Not you, Kevin. <laughs> I think it's important. I think we've got to cut bait here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's about that time. I know you're always... The Shelf Life of a Secret is my book. It will be done soon. If you have a secret, please tell somebody. It's not going to do anyone any good to keep it in. All it is is a growing cancer inside of you. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com. OneBlockWoman.com. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. I'm Wanda Means. Strong.